Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking boy. I am here to say, to declare, that today's episode is the 100th episode. That's right. The 100th episode of the Ambitious Podcast. I first want to just start by just, I don't want to get emotional because I'm not an emotional gal. I'm an Aquarius. We don't cry in front of people. (laughs) But I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my little black heart for showing up week after week and supporting the ambitious movement, being part of the ambitious movement, sharing this with your ambitious friends and family members and loved ones, because this is why I wake up every day. I'm not even here to live a life anymore. I know this sounds crazy. This is truly now my mission. And this is my purpose. And this is why I come here every week and I podcast from my closet (laughs) and I sit and I write books and I show up on social media, even when I'm not looking so fresh or feeling so fresh. And I try my best to inspire, to entertain, to educate and empower people from all over the globe to realize that they are creating on a moment to moment basis, their reality, whether that's good or bad. And hopefully if you're listening to the ambitious podcast and you have been a follower and a fan of the ambitious podcast, you are probably stepping in to the best part of your life. And I truly hope that the rest of your life is the best of your life. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your love and support and just helping this podcast just get out to the masses so that we as a whole, as a consciousness, can help catalyze people from all over the world to wake up and to step into their power and to be the bitch that they were born to be. The HBIC, the head bitch in control of his or her best life, right? So it's the 100th podcast. I am highly caffeinated. I think I was just choking on a coffee grind like a second ago. I had to get myself pumped up. It's Sunday, uh, August 2nd. Tomorrow, Monday, August 3rd is a really big day. So we are starting the next protocol for August for all the ambitious 28-day protocolers. And what's really cool is that Matt, my man, is going to be doing the 28-day protocol with me and my other protocolers. And we have created a, a, new, <laughs> a new protocol. We're calling it Man Bitches. It's for the men folk. So many of my ambitious protocolers are like, my husband lost 50 pounds in like two months doing the protocol with me. Like, why don't you do something for the guys? And I was just like, eh, I'll get to that later. (laughs) 
I'm such a sexist bitch. Um, but I was like, oh, I'll get to that later. I have bigger fish to fry at this moment, you know, just doing the book stuff and the podcast stuff and just making sure I don't kill anyone in quarantine that lives with me at my home. And Matt was like, Katie, I really want to do it this month with you guys. So he's my little guinea pig. And I will be uh, checking in on social media. So if you don't already follow me at Katie Boyd Ambitious on Instagram, and if you don't already uh, like my Facebook page, Katie Boyd Ambitious, get over there because I'm going to be checking in every day with you guys, not only about my own protocol, but Matt's. And I think we're going to get Karina to do it with us this month too. We shall see. (laughs) She always says that. And then like day two, she's like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Fucker. Ode to be young again. All right. So the hundredth episode, uh, I actually polled my audience. Okay. So I polled the ambitious and I got so many incredible ideas. And what's really cool is I'm going to use all those other ideas for other podcasts. But I had a little contest and whoever I chose to their topic to be the hundredth episode is going to win a bitch box. Okay. And they're also going to be entered into the book club and entered into the sweepstakes. So the winner of the hundredth episode idea for the Ambitious podcast is the beauty herself, Victoria Duke Smolinski. She is a freaking powerhouse, let me tell you. I'm going to tell you guys about our little escapade after this, but what we have coming down the pretty pink pipeline for you guys. But she reached out to me. She actually inboxed me on Facebook. I don't know why, because we text all the time, but I don't know. She was just on Facebook and she's like, hey, what, what, do, what do you think about this? And I read it and I screamed out loud. I was like, this is it. This is it. Okay, so this is what she said to me. Where do we all grow from here? Using the ambitious lessons and tools to reinvent ourselves for an ambitious here, now, and the future. So pretty much what she said is, it's not the new normal, it's the new extraordinary. So how do we all right now take the six life makers and breakers, right, and put each one into play so that we can live the rest of our lives ambitiously. Because I think right now, and you guys can tell me to go fuck myself, but I, I know I'm right. I think right now people are either like they went through their weirdness the first part of quarantine or they're going through their weirdness right now in quarantine. For me, I was like super hyper vigilant the first couple months of quarantine and I was like getting shit done. I was like a boss bitch. And the last like couple weeks, I've just been like kind of down in the dumps. And you'd think that I would be like overly joyed because like my book just came out and it's killing it and I'm helping people all over the world and we're doing all this stuff. But, and I am happy about that. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel kind of like a little bit, I don't know, like frothy at the mouth. I don't even know how else to explain it. But I just feel like funky right now. And I'm totally, listen, you guys are my people. I'm being totally vulnerable and totally transparent with you. Like, I know that we're all having our own experiences during quarantine and during the global pandemic, but I kind of hit like a little bit of a low the last couple of weeks. And I've really, I always tell people like, if you feel shitty about yourself or you're struggling, you know, help other people. And that's what I've been doing. 
Okay. And I'll, and I'll always do that till the day I die. But for some people, like they, they're kind of going down the tubes right now in quarantine. And why not take the six life makers and breakers? Take, in my opinion, right now, the most important aspects of each one and turn your whole life around so you can just glow up and grow up and step into your most ambitious self. Because, you know, this is not going to be forever, guys. And I just want to make sure that each one of us, when we come out on the other side of this, that we are strong and we are powerful and we truly are the head bitches in control of our magical lives, okay? I don't want you guys to come out of quarantine whenever that happens and be like frumpily dumpilies, you know, like little matchstick girls, like alms for the poor. Like, I just don't want that. I want you guys to be strong and powerful and driven and know your purpose and your mission here on earth more than ever, okay? So Victoria, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this great idea. And I will be sending your bitch box out tomorrow morning. So enjoy. <laughs> um, so never in a million years did I ever think that we would be here. Okay. Never, 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 never. I knew that there was going to be like this huge uh, apocalyptic type awakening because we are ushering in the age of Aquarius right now. So there is going to be a massive shift in consciousness right now. But I didn't think like it was going to be a global pandemic that brought this about. I didn't. But we have to realize that, you know, we are here and that we do have this like precious chance to step into our victory and to create our reality. And I don't want you guys to call it your new normal. I want you, let's call it our new extraordinary, okay? Because we are extraordinary. We really, really are, right? We are so powerful. And I think that we forget who the fuck we are sometimes. And we got to remember who the fuck we are. And in one of the chapters of Ambitious the Book, I like love, love, love this. I just want to read this to you guys really quick. Uh, I wrote this and I was like, you know how you write something, you don't know where it comes from. And then you're just like, damn, that was good. So I want you guys to remember right now. Okay. Remember you are all of these things. So this is on page 16 of Ambitious the Book. A goddess whose life is meant to overflow with beauty and purpose. A born and bred medicine woman who knows deep down inside that you are the only one who can heal your wounds. A warrior who has a fight in her like no other and who must conquer her own demons to evolve. And last but not least, a high priestess who is innately gifted with divine intuition and can see scumbags coming a mile away. You are all of those things every day of your life. Believe it, know it, and most importantly, live like you do. You will face trials. You will be tested. There will be days when you want to light this book on fire or this podcast and watch it burn. You may even want to hunt me down to give me a good talking to because you think I beguiled you into attempting to change your hypnotic and ho-hum life. But my beloved, I am not a siren of sadness. I am also not a fairy godmother who will wave a wand and fix everything. I am just the vessel that puts forth the words. You are the engine that's going to move those words into action. And as Glinda, 
the ambitious witch herself once said, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. Yes. And that's the ambitious mindset. That is what the ambitious mindset is all about. Okay. So remember, if you guys haven't got the book yet, you got to get it because it's that good. But if you've been following the Ambitious Podcast for the last 100 100 episodes, you realize that there are what I call the six life makers or breakers. So these different aspects will either make your life magical, okay, or will make your life a porta potty on a construction site on the side of fucking 93 on your way into Boston. Okay, you get you get the drift, right? You smell when I'm you smell when I'm laying down. You know what I mean? And I think that we think that someone or something is going to come along and save us, and it's not. We are the catalyst. We are the HBICs. But you have to, have to, have to, have to take each one of these six life makers and breakers and put all your intention and attention into each one, and you need to hone them. And you need to curate them and you need to just keep working them and working them and working them for the rest of your life. And remember, you're done when you're dead. And even when you die, who the hell knows what happens after, okay? So don't just think that you're going to read this book or listen to this podcast, your whole life's going to change overnight. No, this is a constant whip. Whip is my acronym for work in progress. It is a constant whip. So this is a work in progress. You are a work in progress. We are all works in progress, okay? And even me, I I wrote Ambitious and I am here every week podcasting about being ambitious and I still am more fucked up than a soup sandwich, okay? Seriously, this is true. But I like recognize that you can't just like snap your fingers and level up overnight. It is a constant everyday monitoring of everything you think, everything you say, everything you do, and really, really, really honing in on those six life makers and breakers. So let me remind you what they are. So number one, non-negotiable spiritual practices. And I put these in order of importance because you cannot have the last one without first setting up the first one. I teach uh, an ambitious money and business mistress mind to women from all over the world. And they join and they're like, okay, so teach me how to like market. Teach me about my ideal ideal client avatar. Teach me about how to run Facebook ads and all this shit. And I'm like, uh, the first like two months of your curriculum is literally honing the six life makers and breakers. And then we get into that shit because people think that it's all this strategy to create wealth and abundance in the life of your dreams, but it's not. It's not a strategy. It's just these six things. So. Number one, set up some non-negotiable spiritual practices. Number two, it's all about feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries. Number three, health, wellness, high performance, right? Relationships is number four. Number five is in your environment, okay? Like, are you living like your fucking episode of Hoarders? Or are you living in an environment that's like calm and zen and peaceful and, and gorgeous? And last but not least, when all those things are mastered, then money, money mindset. Are you a rich bitch? Because you can't be rich financially 
if you're not rich in those other aspects. So what I want to do today, because I was inspired, obviously, by, by Victoria, is I want to break each one down and I want to talk about right now what you can do right now, the most important aspects of each one of the six life makers and breakers that you can start implementing today to level up and ascend and create your new extraordinary and then like how to keep it all together. Okay. So let's start with, let's start with the first one, which is the non-negotiable spiritual practices. Okay. So if you have been listening to the podcast for the last hundred episodes, if you follow me on social media, if you've read Ambitious the book, you know that non-negotiable spiritual practices are like my first go-to to fix any problem. Okay. If you don't have non-negotiable spiritual practices and rituals every day in place, you are going to run around like a ding-a-ling. You get my, you get what I'm saying. Okay. So many people wake up and they just like roll the fuck over and they go right on their social media. They check their emails, they check their text messages. And as soon as you do that in the morning, you have now given, you have now given all the drifters and all the people, the 98%, you've now given them your life. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Okay. So the first thing that you have to really realize is that all of us, all of us have a heart sized hole in our soul that we have for years, for fucking years, guys, been filling up with extemporaneous outside bullshit that will never, ever, ever, ever fill us up ever. Okay. No Mercedes, no Louis Vuitton bag, no Chanel lip gloss. Okay. No Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses are ever going to fill that heart sized hole in your soul. Neither will hooking up with random strangers, okay? Neither will success in business, okay? Like I've had a lot of success in business and in my life. And guess what? I always thought when I was younger, oh, if I have a TV show, it'll make me feel better. Oh, if I get this Range Rover, it'll make me feel better. Oh, if I just like hook up with this dude, it'll make me feel better. And guess what? I always felt like a bag of smashed assholes the next day because I wasn't realizing that The problem was I wasn't taking the time for my rituals and my non-negotiable spiritual practices and setting my day up for success over and over and over again, okay? So I talk about creating the highest vision of yourself, okay? That's one of the things that I talk about in Ambitious. You guys have heard me say it a million times. You have to sit your ass down in a chair and you need to write out what the highest version of yourself looks like, okay? What do you look like? What do you feel like? What does your life look like? Because you got to name it to claim it. The universe is not a motherfucking mind reader. And a lot of you guys are just taking whatever scraps that the universe just throws at you. And then you're like motherfucking honey badgers. You're just like, I just take the scraps. No, you're not a honey badger. You are a freaking child of the most high God, and you are a child of the universe. You don't take scraps from nobody or nothing, but you will get the scraps if you keep living like this. So you sit your ass down and you commit to writing the highest version of yourself. Okay. I don't care if it takes a year, write it, get a journal and write it down. Then you need to realize that you have to know 
how you desire to feel every day. Like, what do you want to feel like? I call it core desired feelings. People, other people call it different things, whatever. But core desired feelings are like three to five words that you can use to remind yourself every day on how you desire to feel. And if you're not feeling those core desired feelings, then there's a motherfucking problem. So I always talk about how my number one core desired feeling is freedom. And if I start feeling like a caged animal, I'm like, okay, Katie, you're starting to feel a little frothy at the mouth. What are you doing wrong? That's going against your core desired feeling of freedom, right? It might be overscheduling myself. It might be taking too many phone calls. It might be doing too many one-on-ones. It might be doing too many Zooms, whatever the hell it is. And then I have to go back to the drawing board and I have to say, okay, um, I can't do 10 hours a day of calls. Like my, I literally taste blood in my throat by the end of the day. Okay. Maybe I should just do five. Maybe that will make me feel better. And you keep just creating and curating, creating and curating, going back to the drawing board, mid-course correcting. And then you need to know what your perfect day looks like. So every week on a little sticky, I write out, okay, what is my perfect day this week going to look like? You know, what time do I get up in the morning? My rituals. When do I work out? When do I meditate? When do I have a little coffee break? Am I fasting? Am I doing OMAD? Am I doing two meals a day? Am I doing a 72-hour fast? Am I doing a 48-hour fast? What am I doing at nighttime for my rituals? When is my workflow? I have to write it down. This is, remember, it's all name it to claim it. Again, people are like, oh, this day sucked. Yeah, your day sucked because you didn't command your day to give you what you desired. Get what I'm saying? And then meditation. Everyone, I don't care who you are, should have some type of a meditation practice. In Ambitious the Book, in the back chapters, there's tons of guided meditations. Um, If you follow me on social media, I always do guided meditations on Mondays. I call it Meditation Monday. Like just take one of those meditations that I speak and just do them. If you can't do transcendental meditation, which is mantra meditation or, you know, whatever, you can always find some kind of beautiful guided meditation, whether it's on YouTube or my social media or whatever. There's no excuses. People say, I don't know how to meditate. No one knows how to meditate. You just sit your ass down and commit to the practice of meditation. Okay. And then there's two more really important things that I talk about in the book. And I talk about a lot on my social media to my clients. I've talked about it a million times on the podcast. Two really big things that will help really restore your energy. And number one is always cloaking. Okay. We talk about the art of cloaking, right? It's imagining yourself putting on a cloak before you go out into the world. And that cloak will help compartmentalize your precious life force energy. Because remember, if you're on this ambitious, uh, like, guess, magic carpet ride, let's call it. If you're on this ambitious magic carpet ride, you're probably on your way to being the one and 2% of the world. And the rest of the world are a bunch of motherfucking drifters. They're the 98%, okay? And they want to suck your energy. They want to suck your energy because they feed off of people's energy. They're parasitical. It's not their fault. They don't even know that they're doing it mostly. But it's up to you as a woke bitch to say, hey, I'm not going to let these drifters and these parasites suck my goddamn energy, right? And then lastly, cord cut. I have a cord cutting meditation. Uh, that I do. Um, 
I can find it for you guys and bring it up to the top of my social media. I can share it on YouTube, whatever. But cord cutting is so, 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 so important because even the people who you love and you love to spend time with, you are tethered to them by etheric, invisible, energetic cords. And you got to cut the cords at the end of the day because if not, you're just going to be leaking out energy all damn day. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. So those are the biggest things that you can do right now to create the new extraordinary. Not the new normal because that's boring as fuck and it sounds like mundane is just freaking white wonder bread with mayonnaise and a little bit of lettuce on it. Okay. Boring. It's the new extraordinary. And I know that you're saying right now, damn bitch, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Being ambitious and being the 1% of the human population that is going to catalyze the great awakening of Mother Earth and all of her inhabitants, it's work. It's not easy. But what is easy that is worth having? Nothing. Nothing is easy worth having, right? Okay. So the next thing, the next part of the six life makers and breakers, right? It's all about feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries, okay? So here, it's all about setting precedents as a woman, as a human, to what you will and will not take and what you do and do not stand for, right? My, when I was a little kid, my grandmother always said to me, you know, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. I'm probably butchering that, but you know what I'm saying. And if you don't know what you will and will not do, and if you don't know what you do and do not like, then people are going to freaking take advantage of you. And they're not even going to do it because they want to or they're evil. That's just because that's just the way that the world works, guys. Okay? So the first thing, feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries that you're going to start implementing to create the new extraordinary is, first, you need to commit to daily gratitude practice. Okay? It doesn't have to be outrageous. It can literally be just waking up in the morning and thinking of three things that you have the utmost gratitude for. I do it in the morning. I wake up, I open my eyes, you know, you do a little stretch, scratch your friggin' bush, whatever the hell you do, and say to yourself, like, oh, it's gonna be an awesome day, man. I'm gonna help so many people. You know, you set your intentions and then you, you know, go to your gratitude. Thank God, thank your creator, thank whatever you believe in, the universe, whatever. Like, thank you for running water in my home. Thank you for a refrigerator full of food. Thank you for the $100,000 car sitting in your freaking, (laughs) just rotting in your garage right now, right? Whatever it is, and feel the feeling of gratitude. Don't just say a laundry list of, I'm grateful for my cat, I'm grateful for my Louboutins, like whatever the fuck. No, you gotta feel the way it feels to have the gratitude, okay? Then the second thing is, you gotta fucking forgive people, man. You gotta, gotta, gotta forgive people. Because remember, holding on to a grudge is like you drinking poison and expecting your enemy or someone that hurt you or wronged you to, to be the one that croaks. It's not gonna happen. The only person, the only person that you're hurting is you. So start thinking about like just, and you know what? You don't have to call these people. They could be not even here on this earth plane anymore but just forgive them in your heart and it will create room. It'll create so much room to grow and evolve as an ambitious human. But if you keep holding on to this anger and this this sourness, 
It's just going to turn you and taint you, right? So forgive, just forgive, just forgive in your heart, right? The next thing that you can do to create your new extraordinary is say fucking no. If you guys haven't listened to the no is a complete sentence podcast, you need to go back to that because literally when I say this, like no is a complete sentence. You know, we as women, especially, we are just made and (laughs) we're just raised to be people pleasers. And we say yes when we really mean no. And then we want to fake our death on the day that we actually have to go do the thing that we said no, that we said yes to that we really wanted to say no to. And it's not healthy. And it's okay to just say no to someone and not have a reason why. It's no one's fucking business why you're not doing something or why you're choosing to not do something or to say no to it, right? Like I was talking to um, one of my 28-day protocolers. Her name is Racina. Such a cool chick. And she was telling me that she um, was invited to this girl's trip like recently. And I was like, girl's trip? Who the fuck is going anywhere right now? All right, whatever. And she's like, I just didn't want to go. And I felt bad. And I'm like, oh, these people are going to hate me. And they're going to talk shit about me. And then I don't go. And everyone's going to talk smack about me, right? And she's like, I just said no. And that was it. And it felt so freaking good. It felt so empowering. You guys, saying no is so good. Because remember, when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. Maybe you're saying no to that girl's you know, weekend when you're all just going to get white girl wasted all weekend which is like pointless, right? And it's just like not healthy. Maybe you're saying no to that weekend because you're saying yes to a weekend of like self-care or like just being lazy and just doing nothing. Or maybe it's like starting to write your book or to create an online program, like whatever it is. Like if you're saying, I think Steve Jobs actually said this, you know, if you're saying saying no to one thing is actually saying yes to something else that could actually bring you closer to moving the needle and closer to all your hopes, dreams, and aspirations, okay? And remember how I said you got to name it to claim it? If you make a list of all the things, right? I always say like, is it a hell yes or a hell no? I have in my protocol, um, every week in the Ambitious 28-Day Protocol, we do like this really fun educational um, Zoom every week. And and my girls get their little PDFs and they print it out. And then we go step by step by step through the education. And one of the weeks is I have them write down everything in their life that they love that's a hell's yes. And I have everything that they hate that's a hell's no. Because what happens is we forget sometimes what we stand for and what we like and what we don't like. You know, we forget because it's just, it's just human nature. But if we have a list and if we put like, um, Okay, uh, hell's no, like, this is one of my biggest hell's no. Like, I fucking hate when people like, oh, can I take you to coffee and like pick your brain? Like, first of all, bitch, I don't need a free coffee, okay? Uh, No, but you can hire me. You can hire me as your coach or, you know, like as a freelancer or someone who's going to be like on your team, you can hire me, but I'm not gonna go have fucking coffee with you and have you pick my brain for two hours uh, where it's taken me 20 years to learn the things that I've learned and a lot and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So on my hell's no list is going to coffee with people to pick who want to pick my freaking brain. Hell's no. So make sit down and commit to making a list of all the things that you will and will not do. What is a hell's yes and what is a hell's no? Okay. So that is that for the feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries. Now. The next thing 
Very, very, very important because you can have all the money in the world. You can be richer than whomever. But if you're not healthy, you're fucked. And I write about it in my book. And I also, um, I think I quote it in the book as well. Uh, The Dalai Lama, someone asked him, like, what's the strangest thing about man? And it's like, he gives his health his entire life for money. And then when he's older, he has to give his money away to get back, gain back health. And obviously I'm butchering it, but it's true. Like money should not be the end all be all. It should not be the goal because what people don't understand is if you live life ambitiously and you get up every day and you wake up to serve and give value, you'll always be wealthy. You'll always be rich. So the third thing obviously, of the third item of the six life makers and breakers are health, wellness, and high performance, right? In the book, it's called Living a Life of Bitch and Wellness, right? And I think that these are the things that we really have to not only put into play and adopt, but implement in our daily lives when it comes to creating your new extraordinary, whatever that means to you, right? Okay, so the first thing is we have to realize that the perfect body, whatever the fuck that that means, it doesn't exist, okay? I've tried to attain the perfect body in the past. I've done the craziest shit to myself to do that. And I realized that, like Dita Von T says, you could be the juiciest, ripest peach in all the orchard, but there's still gonna be those motherfuckers that don't like peaches. And that's okay. And why are we trying to make ourselves quote unquote perfect for other people. Like, fuck that noise. So the first thing is we have to just stop the madness and say, okay, first of all, the perfect body does not exist. That's number one. And we have to stop shaming ourselves. Okay. Like even the last couple weeks of quarantine, I had a couple of little health things going on. I don't know if I told you this, but I think I did in the past podcast, but um, I have had an allergic, two really massive allergic reactions to Um, the fertilizer and the peat moss in my soil in my garden and gardening like gives me so much joy. (laughs) Of course, like the fucking thing that gives me joy, like makes me almost die. So I had like this like really terrible reaction. I was on all this medication. It made me gain like 15 pounds. I was just like so depressed. I was like, couldn't move my hands. I was like a mess. I looked like fucking sloth from the Goonies. I was like, hey, you guys, it was horrible. And now I'm doing the fucking truffle shuffle. Because when you're on prednisone, it makes you gain weight. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I started like body shaming myself. And I was like, no, 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 no. So obviously a lot of you guys in quarantine didn't have like an allergic reaction to have to get put on prednisone to gain 15 pounds. You just did it because you've been drinking like it's your job and eating dog shit. So let's just let that go. Okay. Stop shaming yourself and shut the fuck up and get on the goddamn baloney pony. Then... If you are really smart, you will get on the ambitious 28-day protocol. I talk about it in depth in my book. Um, I don't give you all the tips and tricks because I think that you really need to be under a a professional supervision when you do this type of thing. So if you are interested, we are open for September uh, to join the 28-day ambitious, we call it A28P, the ambitious 28-day protocol. And what you really need to do is you need to start fasting. You need to start a therapeutic ketogenic lifestyle. You need to start moving your body every day. You know, I always talk about get your 10,000 steps, do your yoga, do your primal movements, right? 
Just keep yourself in motion and then really take time for self-care during it, okay? So exercise, drinking a gallon of water, moving your fucking body, fasting. Like honestly, right now in this age of Aquarius, whatever you think is good is actually bad and whatever you think is bad is good. Like I used to think like eating six meals a day was so healthy and eating carbohydrates and fruit and all this shit. And for me, it just made me fatter and sicker and more depressed and it fucked with my mind. Remember, your health is tied to your mental health. So your physical health, a lot of it is tied to your mental health. And a lot of doctors that I do, I read a lot of their research, they talk about the gut, the gut being the second mind. I actually think the gut is the first mind and it affects the actual brain itself. So if you're eating sugar all the time, you're eating gluten, you're eating foods that is inflaming you like nightshade vegetables and dairy and all these types of things and things that are super high in oxalates and lectins, you are going to feel fucked up mentally and you're going to feel depressed and you're going to feel like there's no hope. So I'm here to tell you that you got to really start thinking outside the box when it comes to your health. And I talk about it in Ambitious and I've, and I've talked about fasting pretty much on and off throughout the whole entire hundred episodes and in my book and on obviously on my social media and in my lectures and retreats, etc. The next thing, guys, you have to really think about health is tied to your sleep. A lot of you guys aren't sleeping right now. You know, you're all over the place. Your circadian rhythms are fucked up because some of you guys aren't working. So, you know, you're up till all hours of the night. You're staying up. You're watching Netflix. You're playing video games. You're doing whatever the fuck you do. You're on the internet. You're looking at a goddamn blue screen which is tricking your brain to think that it's like daytime when it's not. It's just not healthy. So you need to commit to a sleep hygiene. So tomorrow we're starting the 28-day protocol for August. And part of the rules is going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, even on the weekends. Because so many people are like, it's the weekend. I'm going to sleep till noon. You're, You're hurting your circadian rhythm and you're hurting your biological clock, okay, by doing that. So I'm a 5 a.m. clubber. If you haven't read that book, The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, you gotta, it's a great book. But I've always been a morning person. Now, you don't have to be a morning person. You can sleep till eight or nine or 10 in the morning, but you gotta have some kind of sleep hygiene, okay? And that is, in my opinion, the biggest things that you can do right now to create your new extraordinary and come out of quarantine freaking shucking and jiving, honey, all right? All right, so we're halfway there. We're halfway. We're halfway through the six life makers and breakers. Okay, so the next thing, the next thing is, (laughs) oh God, so many of you guys, so many of you guys right now have some fucked up relationships. And you know, it's funny because quarantine has really, in my opinion, brought to the forefront, like who is really worth having in my life and who is like, Bye. Bye, bitch. Seriously. (laughs) Like, lately, I mean, not lately, the fucking last five months, I'm like, oh, you suck. You suck. It's crazy. Like, you know, I have had all of these friends from all these different parts of my life, right? I've had friends from school, friends from college, you know, high school, college, friends from my pageant days, um, friends from different jobs that I've worked at, um, all these different, you know, crazy. Then when I actually started training the pageant, girls and not being a pageant girl. I had all those people. 
And it's wild that like right now, the, all the people that I thought were my friends for so many years, and I create this book, they are like motherfucking radio silent. And people I don't even know are the ones that have been supporting me through the launch of my book and supporting me on social media and supporting me on the podcast. It's so crazy. Like all the people that I thought were my close friends that when I like did something huge that they would come out and step up and like get my back like I have to them for all these years didn't. So this quarantine for me has been a huge rude awakening with who has your back and who has the knife in your back. And I hate to be petty, but you know, I can be petty sometimes because I still am Katie motherfucking Boyd, let's be honest. So I think that right now, this is a great time to get out the chopping block and be like, okay, bye, bitch. Or, hey, you're my new friend. Just because someone has had a lot of um, past with you does not mean they're your future. Okay. So get that through your motherfucking skull right now. So if you want to really take your relationships to the next level, right? I call it like in the book, the good, the bad, and the toxic. I want you to really think about your relationships right now. And I want you to take full responsibility right now at this moment for all of your relationships, whether they're the past, the present, or the future. Okay. Just think about it. Like, okay, maybe this person was your friend from like third grade, but like they'd suck a bag of dicks now. So bye. Like, it doesn't mean you have to hate them, but why are you even wasting time thinking about them? Every moment that you waste your time thinking about people that don't matter anymore and that don't fit into your future, you're just wasting precious energy that you could be putting towards something else, right? Something more important, something that's actually going to move your needle forward. So that's the first thing. I want you to sit back and I want you to think about all the relationships in your life and what they are bringing to the table, okay? Because, you know, they're either filling up your cup or they're draining your cup. And remember, people in your life that are in the shit pit, they are never, ever, ever, ever gonna pull themselves out of the shit pit. They're only gonna pull you down in the shit pit with them. Do you really wanna live in the shit pit? I certainly do not. The second thing I want you guys to do, and I spoke a little bit about this before, was being a fucking professional people pleaser. Stop it. It's not a good look. It's not helping you live your most ambitious life. Everyone's being pleased except you. And you are the number one most important thing in your fucking ambitious life. So stop being a goddamn people pleaser. And in the book, right, I talk about staying away from the top 10 toxic people's list. Okay? This is real, y'all. Like, think about it. There's certain people that are just toxic and for certain reasons, right? Are they negative? Are they, your t- are they time suckers? Are they jealous? Are they victims? Are they criticizers? Are they self-centered? Are they energy vampires? Are they gossip bags? Are they disappointers? Anyone that falls into those categories needs to get cut loose. You have to be so ruthless and so discerning right now in this time, guys. It is not the time to be like, oh, like make excuses for people. No, if they suck, they need to go. Okay? If they suck, they need to go, y'all. And then, you know, set the boundaries with these people. 
Sometimes the best thing you can do is to gray rock somebody, to totally just like stop talking to them. Because it sometimes it'll give them a chance to step back and go, wow, I'm not being such a good friend. I'm being a dickhead, right? I'm being self-centered. I'm being an energy vampire. I'm being a negative bitch. And then they can work on themselves. And maybe when once they work on themselves, you guys can reestablish a new relationship, right? But you have to set the boundaries. No one else is going to do it for you. No, no, like, you know, friend that's really not a good friend is gonna be like, oh God, I really should set some boundaries for, you know, Katie because she, she's really, she's, I'm just sucking the life out of her. No, they want to suck, 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 suck more. Okay. And last but not least, this is one of the hardest things, guys. It's so difficult. It's so difficult, but you got it. Not everyone's going to like you and you got to be okay with that. Okay. Um, I know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. I want to be everybody's shot of fucking 100 proof bourbon. That's what I want. I want to polarize people. I want them to either hate me or I want them to love me. I don't want any gray, okay? Because if there's gray, it means I'm not doing my job. It means I'm not fulfilling my purpose and my mission here on earth. You catch my drift? So y'all have to be okay with not everybody thinking you're the cat's ass, and that's okay. And I actually like when people don't like me. And I love when haters come for me because I don't give a fuck. They can say whatever the fuck that they want to me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking important that these people want to talk shit to me on social media. Wow. They must be in their motherfucking basements with their headgear on, keyboard motherfucking warrior, eating flaming Hot Cheetos with their fucking orange fingers typing all over their fucking uh, MacBook from 2004, okay, with friggin' orange, orange dust all over the keyboard because they're losers. And I don't give a fuck because I know that God put me on this earth for one mission and one mission only, and that was to spread the ambitious movement all over the globe. And through you all that are listening, that are buying the book, that are showing up on my social media, you are all crusaders for this ambitious movement. And you're probably like 0.0000001% of the population. And I'm being like totally liberal by that, by saying that. So be okay with not everybody liking you guys. It's okay. Not everyone's going to like you. It's okay. All right. The fifth. Okay. We're almost at the, we're almost at the home stretch. So bear with me. The fifth. Okay. Thing that you need to do is you need to clean up your motherfucking environment. Okay, you need to clean up your environment. I talk about in the book and I and I've talked about this on the podcast for so 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 long is decluttering and streamlining and essentialism and minimalism. Like every time I come into my fucking closet to do my podcast, I'm laughing right now cuz I'm literally looking at all the shit I own and I have gotten rid of probably 80% of my possessions over the years since I started the ambitious movement. But I'm sitting here right now and I'm like, when am I ever going to wear those silver stiletto pumps? Never. I don't know. 10 years from now? Who the fuck knows? It's like all this shit that we accumulate that we think is going to fill the heart size hole in our soul. It's just bullshit. And we're just working ourselves to death to buy shit so that people that we don't even like think that we're cool. It's absolutely asinine. And in my book, there's a quote by Tenzin Palmo. And it says, 
Having more and more won't solve the problem, and happiness does not lie in possessions or even relationships. The answer lies within ourselves. If we can't find peace and happiness there, it's not going to come from the outside, right? So look around right now. A lot of you guys, unless you're an essential worker or they've opened up, you know, because you're part of like phase one, phase two, phase three, or whatever of of the global pandemic and quarantine, um, a lot of you guys are home a lot more and you're watching Netflix all day. And listen, there's a time and a place for relaxation and just zoning out. I get it. But a lot of you guys live in fucking filthy pigsties. And like Confucius says, probably not Confucius, but I'll just say that Confucius said it. He said, cluttered mind, cluttered home, right? Or vice versa, cluttered, cluttered home, cluttered mind. And it's true. Like you ever go over someone's house that their house is like just fucking shit everywhere. And you're just like, oh, that's why you're a fucked up mess mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. My house is... And especially right now, like it is so streamlined because I'm not going anywhere. And even before the fucking pandemic, my house was like this. And I work a shit ton of hours, guys. But I just know that I can't create and I can't be the best person that I desire to be if my house is a fucking mess. So I talk about in my book, and I've talked about this on the podcast, is I coined it Project Light. And in 2016, I either gave away, threw away, or sold or donated probably 75 to 80% of my material things. There's a lot of shit in your house right now that you don't even use. Like, I remember in 2016, I was going through my covers and I had like three food processors, three Nespresso coffee makers, two Keurigs. I'm like, what the fuck do I need this shit for? And I just gave it away or people bought it and then I donated the proceeds to. Um, to something that I felt strongly about, okay? Whether it was the Home for Little Wanderers or whatever, okay? So there's a book by Greg um, Kewen, and it's called Essentialism, and you got to read it. It's one of my favorite books, but he talks about only having the things around you that are essential to your happiness and well-being. And there's a lot of shit that you guys have around you that is just, like, it's not bringing anything to the table. It's actually just making you guys mentally ill because you're always stressed out about like keeping it together and like keeping it clean or dusting it or like whatever, whatever it is, right? So go through your clothes, okay? Um, if you're like, the, if you were like me like 10 years ago and you had like skirts from 1993, like you thought like Clueless was going to make a comeback, even though I think it actually is making a comeback, uh, like shoes from like every era, like I had like Spice Girl platform sneakers and I was like, that could come back. You never know. Even though someone the other day was telling me that they just bought a pair of like the foamy Skecher thong sandals. And I was just like, oh man, I used to have like 10 pairs of those. And think about like building a capsule wardrobe. Like right now, you know what my capsule wardrobe is? My ambitious swag. I wear my same joggers or some Lululemon sweatpants, you know, like stretchy pants or whatever. And my ambitious t-shirt or one of my sweatshirts or one of my tank tops. And I wear a freaking do-rag on my head or my ambitious hat. And like that has been my wardrobe for the last like five months. And guess what? I don't really care. Like I look cute. I still do my makeup. I still do my hair here and there because it makes me feel good. But other than that, like you guys should really start thinking about building a capsule wardrobe and going through your home. And like even if it's just like cabinet by cabinet by cabinet, just like 
I had like 50 wooden spoons. I mean, like it triggered my childhood because my mother used to beat the fuck out of me with them. <laughs> like, why do I need all these wooden spoons, right? Like, just go through your shit and like give it away or donate it or whatever. But part of, you know, like everyone wants to be rich, but y'all are just spending so much money on shit just to like keep cluttering up your house. Like, it's just so stupid, right? So the next thing is in your environment, go all project light and get rid of your shit and streamline and declutter and just keep the things around you that bring you joy and that help you feel good about yourself. You know, like if you have, if you're a size four and you have clothes that were a size 25, I don't even know if that's a size, but whatever, 24, like why? Why are you holding on to that? Same thing if you're a size 10 now and you were a size zero in high school. Why are you holding on to freaking like clothes from your high school thinking, oh, maybe I'll be a size zero again. Stop this. It's sick. You're keeping yourself in a cage. You're keeping yourself in a prison. Cut the shit. So go through your environment and start decluttering because Lord knows that a lot of you guys have goddamn time. Okay. Now (laughs) we come to the sixth and final life maker or breaker in the ambitious movement. And it is are you a rich bitch? Okay. Remember, we're creating our new extraordinary. We are glowing up. We are growing up. We are stepping into our most ambitious life. We are reinventing ourselves using the tools and the principles of the ambitious movement and the ambitious mindset, right? So the last thing is money mindset. So here's a couple of things. Number one is a lot of you guys, and I get so many emails about this, you have really poor lack money mindset and you have a negative relationship with money and, you know, maybe it happened in your childhood. Like, you know, your parents would say money doesn't grow on trees or if you're rich, you had to like do something bad or you had to steal from someone or you had to like fuck someone over, like whatever, or you know, you were with your mom in like Caldors and she's like, I can't afford that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. Okay. Even though you know it's wrong and even though you know it's not true, it creates grooves in your brains, which becomes loop, which becomes hypnotic rhythm. And even though you know it's wrong, you still deep down inside have like this negative relationship with money and affluence and abundance. So the first thing you need to do is you need to like nail down, like, where did that come from? That negative association, you know, with money, where did it come from? That's the first thing. Because if you cannot nail down when this negative association with money and the lack of money and the mindset, the negative mindset about money came from, then you can't heal it, right? It's like if you're an alcoholic, You can't heal your alcoholism, your disease of alcoholism, unless you admit you have a fucking problem. And it's the same thing with anything else in the world. And money is no, it's not excluded from this. Okay. So that's number one. And then you have to, secondly, you have to commit to fixing these negative beliefs. And I talk about it in um, last podcast. I think we talked about the ambitious uh, abundance affirmation. You need to fix it by creating your ambitious abundance affirmation. And this is in the book. We talk about it in my um, my ambitious money and business mistress mind. We talk about it in the ambitious 28-day protocol. I teach you step-by-step step how to do it. You have to, have to, have to do this, right? And then you have to know, you know, what you'll stand for or you'll fall for 
everything or anything, like I said before. Some of you guys are just like fucking spending so frivolously. Like right now, I haven't bought, obviously I haven't bought clothes, I haven't bought shoes, I haven't bought anything like that. We've mostly been buying really good food and stuff on Amazon that we need for like our business or the house. Okay. So like I started a garden. So I bought a bunch of stuff for my garden, like potting soil and seeds and like, you know, raised beds and like all this stuff, netting. So the birds don't eat all my tomatoes, like whatever. I'm not spending money on clothes and shoes and all this shit because it's frivolous. There's no need for it. And a lot of us, we just have this thing. And like, I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, we were talking about, um, you know, like when I was little, she was like, when I was little, you know, when your dad would drink, I would go and I would just spend money because it made me feel good. And I was like, oh my God, I never realized it. And I never realized that I learned that from my mom without even knowing it. And until like maybe about five or six years ago, I would do the same exact thing. Like I get stressed out and I would just like go on a shopping spree or I'd get like scared about something and I would like just buy thousands of dollars of shit I didn't need online. Right. We all have this like, and it's negative. And, and it's like my, my mom said that to me. I was like, wow, it's so crazy. And it's cool to have this conversations with your mom as an adult. Cause you start realizing like where a lot of your, you know, lack mindset came from. Okay. So you have to, you have to stop the mindless and the frivolous spending. And you got to know what's your triggers, right? So for me, it was like stress or fear or like not enoughness, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever the fuck that that means. And then you need to take time to dig deep and figure out what kind of abundance attractor you are and then make your rules about money, right? And then know this, know this. It takes time to switch your energy around money. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. And I talk about it in the book. My Meditation guru always used to say, Amita Chopra, she would say, you have to water the root to yield the fruit. And it's like, you don't, you don't put seeds in the ground and then the next day you have a fucking apple tree with like 500 apples on it. No, it takes time. So it's about committing to fixing your lack money mindset. And it's about knowing that if it's on your ass, you're wearing it on your ass, it's probably not an asset, right? Same thing goes with cars and jewelry and and sh- bullshit, right? I think Oprah once said that. Like, so if you're wearing it on your ass, it's not an asset. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, I need those Chanel, like, espadrilles, or I need that, like, Louis Vuitton artsy bag. And I'm like, for what? Who gives a fuck? And if people want to be your friend because you have Chanel espadrilles, they're fucking fake motherfuckers. And guess what? Go back to your, go back to the relationships part, which is number four, and cut those hoes out of your damn life right? Oh, guys, come on now. This is just like, this is just some shit. This is just some shit, right? There's no reason in your life right now where you shouldn't be able to take everything that I just spoke about and put it into play on a minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year basis, okay? Committing to living life ambitiously is a commitment. It's just like anything else in the world, right? If you're going to be an Olympic skier, you got to fucking ski. If you're going to be the best ballroom dancer in the world, you got to fucking shake your cha-cha, right? It's the same thing with being ambitious. You have to say every day of your life, every day in every way, I am becoming more and more ambitious. And you have to commit 
You have to commit to becoming more ambitious. And those are the ways that you're going to take the six life makers and breakers of the ambitious movement and implement them so that you can create your new extraordinary, not your new normal. That's for the fucking 98%. We as ambitious men and women from all over the globe are creating our new extraordinary. Okay, guys? Thank you, Victoria Duke Smolinski, for giving me this amazing idea. I hope that this 100th episode of the Ambitious Podcast touched you guys deeply in your heart and in your soul and in your private parts. <laughs> I hope that it inspired you and it entertained you and it empowered you to really step into your most ambitious life going forward, okay? Because it's all we have, guys, is our truth and our authenticity. And remember, no one's coming to save you. Only you can save you. Only you can commit to this ambitious life, right? That's what it's all about, guys, being your most ambitious self. And guess what? You're going to fuck up. You're going to fall down. You're going to make mistakes. But guess what? You get yourself back up on that damn baloney pony and you ride that motherfucker into the sunset, okay? Whether that sunset is at the end of 2020 or is it 2021, I don't give a shit where it is, but we have to create our new extraordinary together. All right. So head on over to www.kbmfc.com. Pick up the book, pick up the bitch box, sign up for a 28-day protocol, join Ambitious Money Mistress Mind, get some swag. The swag is hot. It's all I'm wearing right now. In my It's my quarantine couture. And obviously, we don't have any ads here on the Ambitious Podcast. My only ask is if you really find value in this podcast is to share it with as many people as you can. You know, take the link, copy it, text it to your best friends and family members and loved ones. Share it on your Instagram, on your social media, on your Facebook. Tag me, at me, Tell hashtag it. Tell me that you're doing this. I love, it fills me up to the brim to see other women and men out there living their lives ambitiously. And uh, hey, here's to another 100 podcasts, right? I won't quit if you won't quit. So like I always say, see you next Tuesday and stay ambitious.